0: Do not adjust your dial. You've tuned into the Bellingham podcast for the week of October 18th, 2020, episode 168. From that spooky city by the
1: Salish Sea, I'm AJ Barsay. And full of fright, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, we are continuing a whole lot of conversations, whether it's in quarantine or in person. Plus, we have a special guest in the recording uh, studio uh, in, in, in the location. This, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, ghouls and goblins, this is the
0: Bellingham Podcast. Wow, Chris I feel like a real like TV or radio show announcer I used I used like a, a quippy Halloween reference how you doing
1: that's right AJ I'm doing just <laughs> fine <laughs> no, anyway sorry um where w-
0: Perfect.
1: the sound you're hearing <laughs> is is our special studio guest star yep uh-huh okay oh I know yes <laughs> <laughs> I
0: apologize to all dog owners right now because your, your your pups are probably listening or turning their heads going, where is that coming yeah, from? Yeah, we're, we're recording in my casa because the weather
1: has turned a little bit on the cool frightful. side. A little, no, not too frightful. It's just on the cool side. And uh, my beautiful little doggy is here who has a 30 to 40 foot perimeter of anything <laughs> walking across the street or something like that. So in case you hear some dog barking, we're going home style this episode.
0: I dig it. This is like authentic. authentic. Authentic episode one right here.
1: And speaking of authentic episode one, March 1st, 2016, March 1st, Oh, is that the last time we were sitting on these sofas with the same social distancing episode one took place in this very room in this very residence of which I'm not sharing the location uh, of my home address. We recorded right here. 168 episodes. Uh, Or 67 episodes, this is 168. So the topic of episode one was talking about technology. We were under a different banner. Oh, wow, we were. Bellingham Podcast Media Tech. BPM Tech. That's right. And so uh, one of the things, and I listened to the episode in preparation for this show, since I knew that we'd be recording here in my house with our wonderful dog who's uh, stealing the show. What did we talk about? I talked about five tips that you could have for your online technology guess what aj huh chris calling the ball let's go back to basics email Mm -hmm. and communication
0: but from a 2021 lens you know that might be very prudent given that we're in a pandemic and i think more people have done email in the last six months than they have in six years yes i
1: would imagine so the emails they tend to propagate um, and at the time of this recording, people are coming home from work. <laughs> <laughs> so if you hear the growling, ladies and gentlemen, that's my dog. So I, you know, in talking about email, yes, it's something we do every day. Uh, we have different types of email providers, both uh, work-related and personal-related. The personal ones, a lot of folks you know, have the Gmail They may have Outlook.com for the Microsoft. Uh, There's also Comcast Xfinity for some emails that people get. But then there's also the privacy security focused folks that don't want to have a huge corporation uh, potentially having access Based on a rogue employee's actions uh, to view their email, there's zero knowledge uh, providers or end-to-end encrypted email providers out there called ProtonMail, of which I'm a big fan. Based Uh, out of Switzerland? Yes, and Tutanota.
0: That one was a new one.
1: That is a another site. Uh, forget where they're based from, but basically, you are getting uh, really uh, encrypted, high quality, security uh, focused email, and they also have a calendar feature as well. Proton Mail is currently rolling out some calendar features, and oh my goodness, coming soon! Uh, I've heard rumors, rumblings, uh, disturbances in the tech force that Proton Mail might be coming out with a drive, like an yeah. online drive functionality. If that's the case. Buy Google Drive. So long. It's been nice knowing you. Anyway, uh, (laughs) those are the types of personal email accounts. We don't want to spend too much time on that. However, what I wanted to chat about among many things is where are you storing your email within whatever provider you're using? AJ, you have work related email and personal related email. Yes.
0: And never shall the two meet.
1: Fair enough. A way to establish the boundary between work and uh, non-work. Yeah.
0: Nope. Uh, work directly goes into an Office 365 environment. Ah. Uh, yes. And uh, personal is uh, hosted offsite. I've got my own provider that I, I go through to, to do that. And yeah. No. They 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 do not intermingle. Now there is one other thing I will throw out is that my freelance stuff um, goes to a dedicated alias uh, inbox. Mm. So for instance, if you were to reach out to you know say, photography at barsay.co, which is, uh, you'll find all my information about my photography at ajbarce.com. There you go. Um, that email address comes in to uh, my, quote, enterprise, so that myself, my wife, you know, we actually get that as uh, together. It, it's not really an inbox. It's just an alias. And so that's how we I, I usually manage the business stuff. That way I don't have to worry about, do I have to sign in with new credentials, whatever. It just comes into one personal inbox but my freelance comes uh, freelance and personal intermingle with that so i'm
1: curious about how you know g- great work on compartmentalization mm-hmm. of your various tv dinner email oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, vittles so the the thing that i'm curious about or the question that i'm curious about is do you keep all of your email entirely in your inbox oh or do now. you have Okay. (laughs) Or do you have a subfolder, uh, setup or is it a labyrinth of various, how do you have your email set up for getting it out of the inbox?
0: So the, 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 the TV dinner trick is a really, really apt analogy for me because like my, my main inbox, that would be like the entree, right? That's the, uh, the, the church's chicken right there in the middle of your plate. Right. Um, and so everything comes into there and nine, like, I would say like a good, like, 89 to 90% will stay there for like, for instance, the Amazon stuff that I'm, that the orders or whatever, um, th- that'll go there and will stay there until I receive said goods. And then it gets deleted. Um, no, my, my inbox does not make that farting sound. I'm just saying like, that's, that is, <laughs> but if you're an audio engineer out there and want to make that sound, please contact us. We'd love to have that sound for a
1: notification <laughs> tone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, um, so, but beyond that, like, um, I, I, I kind of have my inbox laid out as, um, I guess bins unless it is familial. So it'll be the Amazon stuff it will be that type of stuff. Anything that is not that usually I have rules or I have filters that will go to things like the business watch related stuff, our podcast stuff, Mm -hmm. um, uh, that type of thing. And so I, I have bins in that regard.
1: So that's a great way of setting things up for quick access of information should you need it. You know exactly where it is. I've taken a different approach Mm -hmm. because in a lot of cases, that email that I receive back in the day when uh, my Amazon delivery is on its way, um, along with many other things, I I learned way back in the day when Gmail was in beta.
0: Oh, yeah. I had it too. uh,
1: That there was a wonderful thing for the archive Mm -hmm. where you moved it from one bucket Picture the the five-gallon mayonnaise bucket that you'd get at Costco. Oh, yeah. That's an inbox. And you would take an email and move it to archive, not delete. Oh, by the way, public service announcement, pro tip. If you're listening to this show and you happen to store emails in your trash folder oh, or in your don't. deleted items, oh, like AJ said, please, please don't. don't. Uh, that is not a good place to uh, store emails that you may be referring to later because some providers, and I'm not going to name who delete the trash. After 30 days. That's right. So that being said, I like having two buckets, Mm -hmm. the inbox, when something comes in, I get to do something about it. And no, this isn't like David Allen's getting things done or, you know, uh, you know, the minimalist approach or whatever have you. Um, I do something with it and then I archive it because I found that even in outlook, Devil, let's do uh, Gmail and a bunch of other providers. If I have, if I search my keyword, I can usually locate the email that I'm uh, trying to locate, uh, trying to you know f- bring back up uh, within two or three mouse clicks. And a little bit of a search, and so I use the filters, labels, rules, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. with aplomb uh, <laughs> but I like keeping things very simple. It's either in my inbox or in my archive or in my trash, and I delete my trash on a frequent basis.
0: As as do I. No, yeah. I I my I guess my my archive I do at the end of the year. So okay. I'll I'll actually take all of um that way all of my filters are clean each year. Sure. So at any given time, I could go back and pull. Uh, 2018 and just do a search within 2018. That way my inbox stays a little less cluttered because I don't like having 30,000 emails that I've got to, you know, suss out.
1: If I could give uh, a little bit of advice, and this is part of the reason why I wanted to do a show. By the way, I'm the one that has corralled AJ into doing (laughs) a show about email. Oh, gosh. Uh, But if one of the things I have noticed and observed, yes, I'm looking at your folders out there, Bellingham podcast listener. Um, If you have a labyrinth of subfolders, including some that say untitled folder two, untitled folder three, Uh, This may be something for you to escape the uh, visual fatigue of trying to search for something and and such. If you were to use high-level categories, very similar to what AJ had said, let's just say you have one email account for your personal. What if you created a folder or if you're using Gmail, a label called retail? Yep. And then from there, take anything that is of an online business and uh, add the label to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you have a certain person in your life, a special someone that you receive a ton of emails from, perhaps in forwards from one of our elder folks out there who love forwarding emails. Wasn't going to say anything, Chris, but uh-huh. I have the lack of class to bring it up. You could create <laughs> a label for that special someone. Uh, if you have some top level, highly you know, generalized um, or somewhat specific folders that you get a whole lot of emails from that could help matters out as well. Um, question for you, AJ, sure. when do you check email? Oh. Uh, do you get the notify the notification all the time no. immediately? Do you uh, have a dedicated focus time like seven 30 to seven I'm checking email
0: or do you check email only when you're being paid for it? Uh, mise en place, buddy. What? We'll get to that at the end of the show. Okay. But so for me, when I'm, when it, when it is business hours, uh, typically speaking, no, I've, I do a dedicated focus time. So, uh, I usually have every, uh, the way that my, I'm, I'm very much a regiment type of person. I like having a routine. So a uh, Monday through Friday, there is a morning call that I'm always in with my colleagues. Uh, after which time there's a dedicated hour to hour and a half window that I will not do anything other than what is in that inbox that comes in. Um, I, I call it, literally, I block it on my calendar. I call it triage because I will take everything, triage it and you know, do surgery if need be. Um, And then after that, then that frees me up to uh, go up on teams or whatever, or whatnot, um, deal with the other critical stuff outside of that inbox. Uh, But uh, unless I'm working freelance or I'm expecting something, um, I don't usually check my personal or uh, freelance stuff until end of day. Mm -hmm. So I I kind of have a TikTok uh, type of a thing, but I'm here to tell you, Chris, uh Monday through Friday from eight to four thirty. Um the only notification that happens is on my work computer, and that is the the ding of or the default whatever default ding that Be-doop. outlook. Yeah, the outlook, whatever mm-hmm. here I am thing. Be-ding. Um and
1: I'm being annoying. Which is okay. like most notifications. I was gonna say
0: that's a good that's a good representation. Yeah. Uh it and Teams are the, basically the only two notifications that show up, but it does not go on my phone. Uh, my phone does not get that. I'll have uh, a badge turned on if need be. Uh, usually I have my badges turned on for Teams and, and I'll look on my phone. Uh, but my email push notifications are turned off even on my, my personal stuff because I will just go there, swipe, refresh, and pull my email that way. All right,
1: I agree with you as far as uh, time blocking or dedicating sacrosanct. Mm-hmm time, uh, to do email processing in my, in my career, I'm, uh, doing a lot of responses to client requests for help. Yeah. And so, um, I do keep outlook on during my work hours. Um, that doesn't mean that I immediately respond to emails. Same here. I think when you're a knowledge worker, you have to take some time to think about a, a problem instead of immediately regurgitating an answer. Yeah. Because oftentimes that happens, so I choose to uh, block out time on my calendar because I don't want someone scheduling time during this yes. part of my day that's focused, you know, oh, but, but wait, Chris, you said you have your email open all day. That's right. In my job, I block out time so I could have focused time where I don't want people interrupting that. And if it means a three hour block during my day from 8 to 11 a.m. where I'm focused on email, I don't want meetings and I'll get to y'all in the afternoon. But as you're, as when you're a knowledge worker and you're working on high level uh, complex situations, you cannot simply uh, have all of these vectors of distraction hitting you. When you're trying to do some cerebral work. Yeah. And speaking of cerebral work, the fine folks at KMRE <laughs> 102.3 FM are basing all of their radio station stuff like <laughs> That's right, exactly. And you know, from, from a listening standpoint, it activates my brain. Usually when I'm not listening to email. But uh, around uh, around the terrestrial radio of Bellingham uh, area, great way to listen to our shows. Saturday at three p.m. Often a time where I'm not doing email, work, or personal related. My notifications are disabled at that time. That's right. So along those lines, you know, you made a comment about um, the the notification you get on your work computer and uh, how that's a separate device. Um, I'm curious. uh, It is possible to get a slide-out banner notification. Do you get that and a ding? Nope, just
0: a ding. Just a ding, you don't get the slide-out banners. Yes, because, again, uh, because of the work that I'm doing, uh, I may be doing video edits and stuff. Uh, And, again, that's why I have – for me, it's a little bit different because I'm more in a a content creation workflow. So, like, I will pound out email also uh, to some degree some management as well. So I have to also triage and take care of some folks uh then after that i got to go into production mode and when i'm doing that i can't have like i'm doing recordings like i'm doing uh voiceovers so i can't have um any other distractions because i might miss an edit or if uh, a team's call comes in like that that's no bueno can't sure thou shalt not that is the quickest way to get me cranky okay is Mm. if i got to stop production
1: Ooh, uh, yeah. Not a happy AJ. No, don't don't sound the alarm to be able to stop the presses. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I'm noticing in this current era of uh, Zoom meetings, and here's another pro tip for you folks out there. This is also an ulterior motive for the my agenda to have this show about email. If you're in a Teams meeting and you happen to be a host and or presenting in a Zoom meeting or a Teams meeting or a Google whatever they're calling it nowadays meeting online. Um, why don't you turn off your email notifications? As an attendee of your meeting, I can tell when you get a new Ba-ding. email. Yeah, exactly. And that, uh huh, there you go. <laughs> Notice how distracting that is from trying to do the whole uh, co- concentration and focus when someone's trying to speak. Yeah. So uh, consider that hosts of Zoom meetings turn off the audio notifications for you. I don't, I actually, on my, personal phone on my work computer and on a personal device uh, that I am currently using I don't like the sounds the only sound I have
0: is that sweet, sweet dog right there. Yes.
1: That occurs about 40 or 50 times a day. Oh, uh, just like email. Well, yes, exactly. So, but usually I'm upstairs, uh, where I can close the door. Should I be in a call or something like that? Anyway, our dog is cute here in the, in the, in the Powell household. Um, and so I, I usually turn off all notifications. I don't like distractions, but you've known about this, uh, about me. Uh, you've known this about me for many, uh, years now, four plus years. Ah, that we've been doing this podcast. That's a, Long time, um, buddy. So as far as being a, I, I have this term, uh, a, 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 a better protector, a defender, a bouncer of my inbox. Uh, I, I have a couple things and I just wanted to uh, give three ideas for our beautiful, talented, vivacious and glamorous listeners of this show. Um, to be a better protector of your inbox of stuff coming in. Shed no tears about deleting an email. Delete ruthlessly. Oh, yeah. Be completely draconian. Enjoy. Take some Take some pleasure in hitting that delete key or that trash can icon because that email that you're getting of a notification about a Facebook post from one of your
0: friends. Oh, no. Turn that stuff off to start with. Don't even waste the inbox uh, And storage. one way
1: you can do that, AJ, is to type unsubscribe in your email search box and It'll search for the word unsubscribe in a whole lot of emails, as it turns out. If you see an address that comes up a lot, such as a retail company that sells soap or other types of bath and body products. Um, For example, you can unsubscribe from that content and walk away. They won't be bugging your inbox. But but Chris, but, Chris... I'm missing that 20% off deal or that online
0: code to buy stuff. Retailmenot.com, buddy. Uh, that's this website. Or Honey, or there's a ton of them now. Like, you don't have to subscribe to that stuff anymore.
1: We have uh, another episode probably waiting <laughs> in the wings of these kind of hacks for on, your online life. But unsubscribing from these emails, the opportunity cost of that 20% off code that you'd be getting on a $5 bar of soap is, wait for it, $1. That amount of time that you are getting distracted and cluttering up your inbox—is it worth that one dollar? Well, that's up to you to decide. And then finally, if you are a fan of archiving like I am, to be able to click all those check boxes—if you do a search, for, if you have an overflowing inbox—fun fact. Uh, The record for the badge, you know, that little circle with a number in it on a device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The little red Uh, circle thing. The record that I saw, 52,000 unread messages in one's inbox. 52,000 unread messages. I think there's just a denial state going on right there. (laughs) What? Yeah. So if you happen to uh, find some, you know, do a search for a client or a colleague or a family or a friend you can check the the box toward the top of the screen that says "Select All," and you can archive them for reference later. Yeah, maybe clear up some of those unread messages in your inbox. No, inbox zero is not a thing. No. Kind of like the flat Earth thing, it's not a, it's not a thing. But the inbox zero will not happen because you will always get an email. And if you don't believe me, let me know because I'll be sending you emails at three a.m. Pew. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> We, so now we talked about ways to be better managers of our inbox. How about sending emails? For, for being a better sender or a more conscientious sender as we're approaching 2021, I got a, I got a thing about uh, group email megathreads. Stop doing them. Please. Okay, so that's great. But AJ, how can one stop doing that? I got an idea. Okay. Wrote a song about it. like to hear it. Here it goes. Oh, I would. Um, Key you, of C, sharp? <laughs> something like that. Or B flat. <laughs> um, take that list of 20 or 30 emails that you would have in your parent-teacher organization or your homeowners association or uh, a, 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 a social group that you would be uh, wanting to message and activate the blind carbon copy field. It's called BCC for you know the, the, for short. Paste those addresses or enter them in the BCC field, yeah. And then add your address to the two line. Send this email to yourself. Therefore, all replies to this email will not go to everyone's inboxes. Just you. Just you. And it, what you're doing there is twofold. One, you're eliminating a whole lot of these unread messages coming in as people would be replying to a certain uh, information from your email, and two there are folks there are folks around this world that prefer that their email address not, not be seen. not be seen by others and and if you get if I get my email in a whole lot of other people's addresses, I get it feisty like my dog's barking mm-hmm. so anyway that 's one idea um, but also I, I I talked about this in a couple ways and i 'm not sure how to articulate this but when you are when when you're in an email mega thread conversation with somebody mm-hmm. about a certain issue, and you decide to contact support, uh-huh. you know where I'm headed. Uh-huh. You want to take this one? No. Oh, okay. All right. will <laughs> going to keep it clean. <laughs> okay. So let's just say you're you're you, you both you, you and your uh, other email compadre have yet to find the resolution to your issue, and you want to bring in the big guns, the tech support, the people who can solve the problems, mainly AJ and me. Do us a favor. Give us a two to three sentence summary at the top of the email and not make us have to wade through the entire mega thread conversation, which includes a lot of spaces for those signatures that can can make us want to consider the, uh, the environment before printing out this email or to see all the replied and the date and time. And actually who's involved in this conversation, a summary would be helpful.
0: Look, do what the kids are calling TLDR me. Too What's long, didn't read. Too long, didn't read. Look, well if uh, okay, because I get there are, you might be looped in at the very end. We get this all the time, Chris, where there's this huge communications thread. And yes, the context is good. I'm not saying that, you know, especially when we're doing very deep data related work that that's not warranted. However, you've got to give the person that you're, you have been parlaying for days on something. And then it comes down to this new person's like, Oh, we need uh, an answer on whatever it is. You've got a TLDR me. You've got to be able to brief me on what I'm getting into b- before you're going to ever get a response from me. Otherwise I'm going to ignore it until you act. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take my time to suss out all of this because I a, I don't know all the back channeling that's gone on. What has been resolved? I'm going to look at this as, oh, you accidentally added me. Ignore. Hmm. Well, along those lines, I kept it clean. Chris. I know, and I'm glad you did. We, like, <laughs> we
1: we want to avoid the explicit tag on our show. <laughs> along those lines, as a sender or an includer of an email mm-hmm. for this, you are you, AJ and I have allowed you, given you permission, dear listener, to to give us a maximum of two apologies for taking up our time in your email. Yeah, we know, we yeah, know you're, it's all good. We appreciate your apology. It's not necessary. Nope. We're paid to be able to help out in yep. a lot of cases. Uh, but also consequently, I think it would be helpful if you, uh, you know, we're, we're living in 2020. Um, please stop asking, did you get my email within a certain time frame? It will really help us out. If you were to include, and this can be for all tech support or other colleagues at your workplace or even family, as you're planning the weekend picnic, may I get a response from you within 48 or 72 hours, yeah. you're giving us a time frame before we wonder what's going on. And it gives us a, a little bit of time to think about it and also to work on other things instead of a 20 minute time frame. before I just sent you an email.
0: Did you get it? Especially, especially, okay, if you want to get on on a text good side and you have to send somebody a tech, an email at the end of the day, do yourself a favor and include, hey, I know this is the end of the day. In the next day or two, do you mind? And then, you know, whatever your question is. That way, the person who is just running off to go, you know, do what we're doing in these COVID times of juggling life and kids and work doesn't see that email and go, You want an answer in 30 minutes? Are you kidding? No. By having that, hey, uh, I know it's the end of the day. You know, could you uh, look into this in the next day or two and get back to me? That de-escalates the person that it's going to immediately. Because I can be like, okay, cool. No problem. I'll I'll take a look at tomorrow or whatever. As opposed to at 4 o'clock and you're wondering, does this person above or beneath me need this ASAP? Hmm. You know what I mean, Chris? At four o'clock, I'm I'm having flashbacks to
1: office space. (laughs) Hey, you know what? I'm also having flashbacks at Uh, a time in the past when we actually had a two-part episode. I know. That's what this is going to end up being. I think so because, you know, there's a lot more in our show notes. Drink. Um, I think we should probably stick a fork in this episode and continue the conversation next week for the next 169 episode. Should I send you an email about it? Please don't. Oh. I'm sitting right here. Maybe a notification? No. Boop. <laughs> yes, exactly. So we're gonna take a we're gonna put a, a, a little push pin in this episode. And we thank you for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast.
0: I'm not good at this. AJ, you wrap this one up. <laughs> I it up for this edition of the Bellingham, this t- first of two-part edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us, wherever you like to get our podcast. Remember, if you are in the Bellingham area, you might be listening to us on KMRE102.3 FM.
1: They are community powered in a melodic sort of way on uh, the worldwide interwebs at kmre.org.
0: And on that note, boop, I'm AJ Barce. <gasps> and I'm Chris Powell.
1: Thanks once again for putting up with us here on the Bellingham Podcast. Uh, this is going to be fun for part 2 <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. Man. That's fine.